0: Often, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they have a dream, the dream of owning their own business, but of course, they have absolutely no idea where to begin. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, developed the Six Proven Steps to Success program to tap into her years of experience teaching Next Level for Entrepreneurs, a business planning class offered through the Nevada Small Business Development Center. The Six Proven Steps to Success program is about business development, yours, And because every client is so unique, it's completely tailored to where you are now and where you would like to go, based on a shared goal that we develop a plan that's been noodled through together. The goal is to identify the right actions that will produce the best results in the proper sequence. If you want more information on how you can work directly with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, please call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779, and ask about the Six Proven Steps to Success program. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
1: Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying conversation with industry experts every week and doing a lot of analysis on the real estate markets across the country and here in northern Nevada. Today, we're going to be talking also about the latest statistics from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And later on the show, we have a great phone-in interview from Amanda Burden. Amanda is the publisher and editor of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. It's like a big menu for all of the great places to visit, to dine, to drink here in northern Nevada, and fantastic recipes and sources for outstanding food products. We'll talk more with Amanda Burden and cover other subjects when it comes to real estate and real estate for investors after this quick message.
2: It's so sweet! The 13th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th, in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Honeybees are amazing. Learn about products from beehives for health and beauty. Honey tasting contest, how to take care of your bees, everything you need to get started in beekeeping. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th, Yearington, Nevada. Nevadastatebeekeepers.org. It's so sweet.
0: You started your business for the freedom and adventure of being your own boss, but now you feel buried by your business. So many business owners unfortunately experience this. Some have given up the hope of ever finding the money, time, and control they thought business ownership would bring them. Some have given up the hope of ever building a team of experts who are like-minded and understand what they are trying so hard to accomplish. Time and time again, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they experience confusion about the entities they have formed either on their own or through another service provider. If you don't understand what you have, how to use the entities effectively to obtain the liability protection, tax benefits, and freedom you desire, or find yourself stuck because you don't know what to do next, Sage International Incorporated can help. It's easy. Just call 1-800-254-5779 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation today. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
1: And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are in our 18th year of weekly broadcasts in northern Nevada helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. A little later on the show, we're going to look at the January statistics to see what the median home prices, the closed sales, number of days on market, and so forth, are doing here in northern Nevada, and as they compare with other recent months this past year. But right now, we want to talk about something that many of you consider As homeowners or even as first-time homebuyers, you're wondering, what do I do with this house when I'm ready to move on? We're ready to move to a bigger house, maybe move to a different state. I mean, you never know. You see, the average is about five years that people stay in their homes, especially when they buy their first home. You see, after a while, people realize that maybe they didn't get quite enough space. Maybe the family's getting bigger. Maybe other situations have come up that say to you, You know what? This house was the right house for me at one time, but now I need something different, bigger, smaller, closer to work, further from work. You never know. Family gets involved. And then when you have family issues, you might want to live closer to a senior family member or you might want to move closer to a family member that you haven't visited with a long time. Now you're getting close. You see, the challenge is always selling the home and then buying the new home. Because we talk to a lot of real estate investors, well, a lot of people think about maybe turning their current home that they're considering selling and moving out of, turning that instead into investment property. Now, when people turn their home into investment property, it sounds pretty easy. You just get a renter. You go ahead and buy your next house, and you move to your new house, and you start making the adjustments to become now a landlord and a homeowner. At your own new primary residence. You now own two homes. Well, the first thing that people make mistakes on is not treating that first home that is now investment property, a rental. You've got to treat that like a business. You see, a lot of new landlords treat their rental business more like a hobby than like a business. So it's a big mistake, you see, because renting out a house is a lot more complicated than owning one. You know, a lot of people have to put in many hours just to learn the in and outs of the rental business. So it takes a fair amount of study. It takes a fair amount of consultation. And, you know, a lot of anecdotal information that you can get from other landlords can be of great value. That's what we're trying to do now, help people who are looking to get that first investment property. When you turn your primary residence into a rental, you are in fact turning it into a business. And you need to establish some practices and policies that you will accept or you won't accept from tenants, you know, laying down the rules. You also need to learn how to deal with repairmen, contractors, and and how much money you need to collect from your new renters to make sure that everything pencils out and you will be on the profit side of the business and not be throwing money into another hole. So, how to manage those miscellaneous expenses and other things. Those are some of the big issues. The other thing that many people forget about is that because they're in a business now, they should incorporate themselves or at least part of their holdings so that the home that is now being rented is rented from a company, not from you as a private individual. You see, if you keep your home in a sole proprietorship essentially a private is a private individual that you're renting out well now your tenants are dealing with you on a business basis but you are a private individual so let's say something happens at the property let's say there's a major damage in the ceiling it falls into a room it lands on the bed where one of the occupants is sleeping that person gets injured and now that person and family may file a lawsuit against you as a private individual. If that happens and if it's a serious industry, you could literally lose everything that you own, everything that your family owns, if the lawsuit is that substantial. If instead you would incorporate your business, that rental property is now owned by my company. Let's say it's called my company incorporated or my company LLC. Well, any issues that come up with the renters in that property or anything else in that property. It will be dealt with through the company, through the LLC. Essentially, only what you have in that company is a is at risk on any of these legal issues that you may have. It may not be an individual. It may be weather related. It might be a traffic accident that uh, ends up being caused by some property damage that was on your property. So many things that can happen, they typically happen in ways that you never expected previously. But if you're incorporated properly, you have a great level of protection. I encourage you to talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. She is the wealth protection diva, and she works with real estate investors every day. And one of the biggest issues that she deals with is real estate investors that have done just this. They've turned their primary residence into a rental property. They now have tenants living in the property, but they're operating as a sole proprietor, essentially under a lot of risk. Call Sherry Hill. She will help you learn how to get incorporated the right way. She'll tell you which type of corporation you need because it's going to vary depending on what your future plans are, even depending on what state you live in. It doesn't matter for Sherry. She can put the right program together regardless of what state you live in. She works in all 50 states. Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva from Sage International. You can reach her 800-254-5779 or the website sageintl.com. Tell her Peter sent you and you will be glad that you talked to the Wealth Protection Diva. The next thing that new landlords do that many times causes problems is that they underestimate the costs of having rental property and of operating in a profitable manner. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about those facts and more. Hang on. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start
2: teacher is your chance of a lifetime.
0: Hello, I'm Yvette Clark and I've been in Northern Nevada for over 50 years and I've worked at CSA for one year. We do a family restaurant style eating at Early Head Start and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023.
2: Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty from world-renowned speakers. Become a beekeeper. Attend the workshops to learn everything to get started. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Perfect for beginning and advanced beekeepers.
0: Sherry Hill is the Wealth Protection Diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, a leading provider of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. For decades, Sherry has taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage their hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and estate taxes. Having spent her entire working career in the realm of economic development, she has worked very hard to seek out and share vital information and resources to help business owners from around the world nurture and create more profitable business ventures. She is passionate about businesses staying in business. 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions with answers from Peter Padilla.
1: With us in the studio via telephone is Amanda Burden, the editor and publisher of Edible Reno Tahoe magazine. Welcome to our show, Amanda.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Amanda, I love Edible Reno Tahoe. It's almost like looking at a menu of all the restaurants, of all the good foods here in northern Nevada. Uh, it's just, it's really something that uh, you're so much as in the publishing business as you are in the food industry, it seems like. <laughs>
3: Absolutely, it's a dream come true.
1: How long have you been doing the publication?
3: We are actually in our fourteenth year, if you can believe that.
1: Wow wow well it's uh it's been a good fourteen years because I see just some really great articles, great photos. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the newest issue that's coming off the presses here real soon of uh, the first for the first of the year?
3: Yes, yeah, we're very excited, so, uh, first of all, as you know, the January February issue is on stands now, but it might be hard to find a copy because we're at the tail end of the publishing cycle, but the Nevada beekeepers association's uh, your conference is in that issue that the ad is in that issue, so that's that's a great issue to pick up. It's all on the drinks community, but we are excited about our new issue that's coming out uh let's see well we take delivery of it next week but it will be officially out on stands on march 4th and that's our spring edition that sorry our spring edition which covers our march and april months
1: yeah so people can be looking forward to that but let's do talk about the drinks issue which was out for january february it's still on the stands if you can find it but we absolutely love what we see there because the title of the Publication for this issue is Dive Bars. Let our (laughs) listeners know about that.
3: Yeah, you know, it's a little controversial probably, uh, but it is part of our culture here. So I thought it would be fun to talk about some of our iconic dive bars. And we have quite a few in the Reno-Tahoe region. So we go into talking about, um, about six or seven we really focus in on including Wonder Bar and uh, a few of the other favorites that you've seen out there. It's a fun experience, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I like that Elbow Room Bar. That's pretty cool. And uh, it's just really what makes Reno a very cool place because there are so many cool bars. Now, I know you call them dive bars, but, oh, since the program came out on TV, Dives, Diners, and Bars... (laughs) the word dive as far as talking about a restaurant that's more of a positive connotation now
3: yeah yeah in in that respect it's like a greasy spoon yeah so it's it's that kind of hidden away place that you maybe don't know about but it's it's just a great fun time just like the dive bars can be too full of characters and no pretension that's that's the big thing for me is you know, I, I love a a beautifully crafted cocktail, but sometimes you go into these bars and they can just make you feel a little bit uptight, you know, because everyone's just dressed to the nines and it's just a, a very upscale experience usually. But with a dive bar, you could just wander in there in your ski boots and your, you know, jeans and just, just look like heck, you know. It doesn't matter. You just go in there and, and swig a... Uh, jack on jack on the rocks or whatever it is you like and sit in there listen to the jukebox and have a good time
1: oh yeah and you know the cool about the dive bars you can walk in as you are come as you are always fun food is always great you know one of my favorite dive bars that i frequent on occasion here in northern nevada is on fourth street in reno it's called big ed's you ever been to big ed's
3: you know, I think I have been there for breakfast one time yeah. a while back.
1: Yeah, they've got great yeah. great breakfast, great lunch. It's next door to Abby's Restaurant. And yes. that whole area, that whole corridor, that offers so much in the world of gastronomic delights because there's so yeah. many cool, cool restaurants there. And, you yeah. know, since we're talking about the dive bars, there is a meadery on 4th Street also called Black Rabbit Meadery. And as yeah. we're, we're talking about the Bee Conference, Black Rabbit Meadery is one of our sponsors, and we're going to be having mead from Black Rabbit Meadery at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference.
3: That is so exciting. Have you tried it yet?
1: You know, I'm a mead fan from way back. Amanda, I discovered mead in 2012 when I took my first trip to Ireland. Oh, my gosh. You're a pioneer. Well, I was visiting a castle in Ireland. They had a big event there, and one of the presenters talked to us about mead and how mead was invented in Ireland. It's actually, as you know, it's honey wine, and I had a chance Mm. to taste some mead there called Bunratty. We were actually at the Bunratty Castle. Well, I come back to America, and I'm still just enchanted with what I had there. Could not find any mead anywhere. However, after a few years— Total Wine here in northern Nevada and all, all the other uh, liquor stores. Ben's Liquor Store also carries mead. And now it is a delight to shop in the mead area at these fine liquor stores. And I'm encouraging anybody who's never tried mead to give it a try, and you will be amazed. It's fantastic.
3: It's really delicious. I We love to go down to Black Rabbit and get a little flight of their mead. guess, uh, uh, And they are the first meadery in the state of Nevada. And it is more in fashion, like you said. You can find it a little bit more at the, the local shops like Whispering Vine and some of the other little wine and, and liquor shops. Uh, and then, of course, you've got to get over to, to Black Rabbit Mead. They're, they're a great small business right there on 4th Street.
1: It's really, really fun to be there, and it just really tickles the taste buds in a way that – You've never had them tickled before unless you've had mead before, and and I recommend that. And, you know, mead is one of those products from the beehive. So many good things come out of the beehive, Amanda. You've, of course, you've got the honey, but you have bee pollen, which is one of the most healthiest foods in the world, and then that great beeswax that's made into beeswax candles. It's an incredible lubricant, and when a beeswax candle burns – do you know that it actually purifies and cleans the air? It is just oh an amazing, God. amazing product. Uh, propolis wow. Propolis is another thing that comes out of the beehive. Propolis is the uh, the uh, the glue, essentially, that, that the bees make to keep the beehive solid so that there's no air escaping in and out, no creatures escape in and out. But it's also wow. an antibiotic. It actually kills a lot of the bad things that are in nature that could affect bees and the bee products. But they actually sterilize the inside of the beehive with propolis that they make out of places like, oh, trees, early trees in the spring when the maple trees bloom. Lots of trees produce resins, and the bees take that into the hive. They turn it into propolis, and you've got a magical formula there. Um, It's just an amazing thing, the world of beekeeping. And that's really why I wanted to talk to you today is... I wanted to thank you in person for being one of our sponsors at the thirteenth annual Nevada State beekeepers conference coming up next week in yarrington nevada
3: uh, well we're very excited to be part of your wonderful conference, and we are big supporters of bees and beekeeping and beekeepers and the the whole the whole realm of it we're we're huge you know the the bees they they're pollinating our fruits and vegetables and and they're just great creatures. We shouldn't be scared of them. They are just they're, they're wonderful, and we are big supporters. And, uh, of course, they, they always talk about how if you've got allergies, that local honey is, is another just great remedy for that. It's just a, it's just a wonderful product. It's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful endeavor.
1: It really is. And uh, being in the world of beekeeping, one of the fascinating things about it, Amanda, is I get to meet such great people. It's it's amazing the people that are beekeepers, well, they're like a breed of people of their own. First of all, they're the nicest people. Second of all, they want to help everybody. And third of all, they don't claim to be experts. Everybody is constantly learning. We're always constantly looking to improve the way we keep bees because the conditions change from state to state, from county to county, city to city, heck, from yard to yard. A different environment needs means the bees work a little bit differently. So it takes a lot of general education first and then specific education about your specific area, your own apiary. That's how you get, get great honey production and beehive activity. And I want you to know that I have a jar of honey for you here in my office. I know you can't be with us today, but next time we get together, I'm going to give you some backyard honey from Peter's Beehive's.
3: I'm so excited. Thank you. We we love uh we love honey cocktails over here at our house. So, I can't wait to make uh, a bees knees for instance, if you've had one of those, mm. really delicious mm-hmm. simple cocktail. Uh so so yummy. So thank you so much for that. I I would love it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I'm also going to give you a program from our bee conference that's coming up on February 20th. 3rd, 24th, and 25th, so you can see all the activities that take place there. And also, this year, we've added uh, several really great honey recipes for different kinds of foods, cocktail, uh, desserts, main course. You're going to love it. And a lot of people will be picking this up, and they're going to see your logo for Edible Reno Tahoe right there in our program. Mm -hmm. That's
3: wonderful. Thank you so much. We we really appreciate the exposure, and we just love to support this conference. So, so thanks so much again for including us.
1: Uh, you bet. I want to, listeners to know again, I'm talking with Amanda Burden, publisher, editor of Edible Reno Tahoe magazine. If you have a copy of the Drinks issue, that's Drinks 2023. I encourage you to uh, turn to page 17 and also to page 116, and you'll see the very cool ads for the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And just because the conference is coming and going next week, if you're thinking about becoming a beekeeper or you want to learn about beekeeping, we meet every month. At the Mason Valley Beekeepers to talk about getting started in beekeeping, improving your skills, helping others, so many cool things. So please, ladies and gents, visit the website Mason Valley Beekeepers.org. Also, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference website, Nevada State Beekeepers.org. You'll get a ton of information about beekeeping and helping support the industry and the world of Honeybees and Beekeeping. Amanda Burden, I want to thank you for joining me on today's telephone call.
3: Thank you so much for having me, Peter.
1: And one more time, if you're interested in getting information about Edible Reno Tahoe magazine, Amanda, what's the best way?
3: Uh, just go to our website, com. That's E-D-I-B-L-E-R-E-N-O-T-A-H-O-E.com.
1: Fantastic. We'll put all of that information on our podcast when we post it to our website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. We'll make it easy for people to find you. Thanks again for calling in.
3: Thank you so much again, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: While the kids are being cared for at Early
2: Head Start... Parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family.
3: Hi, my name is Ms. Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start.
0: Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. You know, it's coming up real fast. The Nevada State Beekeepers
1: Conference, Feb 23, 24, and twenty five in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. The bee conference is what I call Peter's Beekeeper's Vacation. I mean, it's so much fun. I have a great time. I learn a lot just from listening to what the great speakers from all over the world talk about, and I get a new love and deeper commitment to my world of beekeeping. It's a great hobby. Some people turn it into a business but it's also a great way to bring your family closer together. We are seeing more and more young families with young kids at the Bee Conference getting involved with all of the different processes, and the kids' smiles are incredible. It is so much fun to work with young people, people of all ages too, that want to learn and build their background in the world of beekeeping. There's still time to attend, but it's running out because it's coming up next week. Visit the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. You'll get all the information there to attend for one day, two day, or all three days. And the drive to Yarrington, Nevada takes just over one hour. Delightful trip. You get to go toward Fernley from Reno, but then turn on USA Parkway. Get a great tour of a lot of wild horses. And before long, you're in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. I hope we get to see you there. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Going into the break, we were talking about some of the things that new landlords do that works against them when they are becoming a business. You know, they have rental property. They are now inviting tenants to live in their property for a determined fee. Uh, We talked about the challenge that many people have about not being incorporated when they go into business as a landlord. But the next thing that they do that they need to focus on is they underestimate many of the costs you see if a landlord collects let's say oh $1500 in rent and the monthly payment on the property when you figure out mortgage taxes and all that insurance well that 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 rental may be just you know a little bit more than what you're paying for those things but that doesn't mean that you're making that difference in the bank. You see, in reality, you might be in the red because many l- new landlords fail to budget for expenses that will come up from anything like from a new roof or a replacement of a refrigerator, fixing a broken window, uh, repairing flooring, etc. I mean, you've really got to account for monthly maintenance if you are renting out your home, especially if it's an older home where things – can wear out. So you've got to have an account available where you have a little extra money that you can use for repairs and capital expenses. You know, a roof on a house only lasts about 30 years, and you have to really keep the kitchen up to standard if you want to have good tenants, tenants that will be happy living in your property. So you have to have appliances that work and that really are up to standard for today's basic necessities. So if you're not budgeting a minimum of around 200 to $250 a month for maintenance, uh, you probably don't have a big enough cushion there, even if you have a fairly new unit because it's amazing how things wear out. So you need to make sure that on a monthly basis, some of the cash that you have left over after you pay the mortgage, after you pay the insurance on the property, et cetera, that you still have some money left over from your rent payment, from the tenants that you can put into your repair or call it a capital expenses budget. You should have enough money in the bank when you get started, in fact, to make sure that if case those big expenses come up right away, you won't be ruined. I remember one deal where a new homeowner bought a property and decided not to get homeowner's insurance right away. Um, It was purchased in the spring. And by the time June and July came around, the air conditioning had gone out and suddenly there's an $8,000 bill that has to be paid to put in a new air conditioner. Ladies and gents, I hope that never happens to you. But just think about it. What if you had uh, started your business and then suddenly you have an $8,000 hit? It would be pretty hard to recover from that, especially when it happens right away. So it's really important to understand that a property owner can charge for rent whatever they want to, but it isn't really a part of the overall cost of the property. You see, there's no guarantee that you won't have additional costs besides the mortgage, the taxes, and the insurance. Make sure you have a little extra to cover those emergencies. Now, if you own more than one rental property, you're in a little bit better advantage because there's always you know, the fact that you don't have things breaking down on two houses in general at the same time. So you may not need as big of an overall cushion each month for two properties or more, but still, it's possible. You need to make sure that you have at least a couple of hundred bucks coming in a month that you can move to the side into your repair, capital, expenses, budget, and line item. Now, the next thing that many new investors, new landlords don't think about is this. Anytime you put time into working on the property, if you're going to mow the lawn, if you're going to do a a, a repair of your on your own instead of calling a handyman, uh, yeah, you can save some money by doing those things. But the fact is your time is very valuable too. I mean, just think about what you do for a living and then divide that time out that money that you make in a particular week, divide that by 40. That is your hourly rate from your job where you work. And you work there because you want that money and you want to be able to have some time off on occasion so you can enjoy family, you can enjoy your your hobbies, your, your life. You don't want to be working all the time. So if you work 40 hours a week at a job, Now you have a rental property and suddenly you have to put in another five hours on a job over the weekend to do some repairs. You know, you may be able to do that work, but think about those five hours. You're taking those five hours away from your life, away from your family. You cannot do what you used to do because you've got to give those five hours to your real estate business. So you might be better off hiring a handyman to do that work because of the cost differential. Let's face it, if you're getting $50 an hour at your work, let's say, and it's a five-hour job that you have to do on the weekend on your rental property, that's $250 worth of your time. But if you can get a handyman to do the same job for $125 because they have the expertise, they have the tools, they have the knowledge, you're money ahead by hiring a handyman because you have just saved yourself $125 worth of your time and a whole lot of convenience that you get as opposed to having to tell your wife, your kids, your family, I'm sorry, we can't go boating this Saturday morning. I'm going to be fixing the toilet at our new rental house. They're not going to be very happy about that. And that means you're not going to be very happy about that because they're not going to treat you the same. They might even think that you care more about your rental house than you care about your family. So consider that when you're doing your own work on your own property. Consider hiring a property manager or a handyman on call to do the repairs and save you a lot of personal time and money. Another challenge that people have when they're new investors, new homeowners, new rent, new landlords for the renters is that are in such a hurry to get a new tenant into this property that they don't do adequate background checking on these prospects. Many experts say that property owners can head off many of their nightmares and come up with good scenarios by being a landlord that has a thorough, consistent process for screening potential tenants. That's one of the biggest mistakes that people make across the country, according to the landlord and tenant experts That we talked to, they stress that the importance of doing a credit, criminal, and background check on every potential client is a must. That really helps identify reliable clients without running afoul of any discrimination laws. And trust me, there are many, many laws out there. If you get applicants that apply to be a renter on your email or leave a voicemail, all you need to do is get the background check process going fast. Once you determine that you have a good candidate, then you can decide, I'm going to go ahead and move forward. Now, someone with bad credit is somebody else that you've got to look for as well. You see, it's been found that people that have bad credit typically don't pay their bills (laughs) on time and many times don't pay their bills at all. So if that's the case and you're dealing with somebody like that as a potential applicant to be a renter of your real estate property, you may well fall into that same category as well. You know, people get into habits, and if somebody's in the habit of getting away with paying late, not paying bills, always running afoul, they may well do it to you. So I always encourage that you run a credit check on all of your prospective tenants. You can go through Equifax, Experian, or TransUnion. You can also get a TriMerge from all three of the credit bureaus if you want to see the average But the key is that. Make sure you get a credit report so you know what kind of a person you're dealing with. I always ask for references, too. Where was the last place that you rented from? May I talk to your last landlord? Those bits of information from prior landlords can lead you in a great path because you will absolutely know, does this prospect, this candidate to rent my property – Do they have a good history of interaction with their landlord? You know, it's like a business. You're going to have to look at these people like your customers, like your clients, and you always want to deal with people that you know, you like, and you trust. And you should trust that your tenants are going to make their rent payments on time. So, uh, a mistake that some people make as new landlords is they're thinking, well, maybe I I should really get to know these tenants and 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 stay close to them and and essentially be their friend. That way, they're less likely to oh, run afoul of the payment structure, run afoul of the uh, ad, the uh, the detailed items on the lease about what they can and cannot do in the property. But experts have found this, ladies and gentlemen, tenants that get too friendly with their landlords uh, put a big burden on their landlord because now suddenly the landlord has to look at them not only as a business element, but also as a friend element. And when that happens, well, a lot of things can get crossed. You see, there's many complications that can arise when friends start to become friendlier and landlords are part of those friends, tenants are part of those friends, and then they start socializing. So one, one landlord might avoid discussing an issue with a tenant, assuming they're going to make it right on their own because they're friends. Then tenants might assume that the landlord is okay with whatever they're doing because, oh, the landlord and the property did not report any problems. Nothing now is getting out of hands. And even though they didn't have permission to do something, well, if nobody says anything, then everything is clear, right? Well, not necessarily. See, landlords should be friendly and nice and warm and respectful to their tenants, but going to the beach with them, socializing at a restaurant on a frequent basis, that's a bad idea, say many experts across the country. You have to remember that at all times, the landlord-tenant relationship is a business transaction. Always look at your landlord-tenant relationships in the most business-like manner possible. That way, you can take emotion out of the equation And you can just get down to doing good business as a property owner, as a landlord owner. We've got the stats coming up from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors right after this message. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start Programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I
0: am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call
1: 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org.
0: If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Going into the break, we were talking about some of the challenges that people have
1: when they become landlords. Landlords new business owners when they become new primary residents and investment property owners these are the people i'm talking about that decide to move from their current home but instead of selling it they turn it into a rental property and then they go buy another property to live in as their primary residence when that happens you are in business you're in the real estate business And so, along with the other changes that come up in your life and the things that you need to do, there's one more item. You need to keep up with all of the laws and guidelines within your own community, state, about having tenants live in your property. Many laws are related to everything from discrimination, anti-discrimination, to the use of lead paint. And when landlords can walk through the door of a property... There are many, many specific guidelines that you have to follow, but you have to have those guidelines for your local area. Many landlords don't know the laws, and they don't keep up with how they change, and that can end up costing them big. I mean, even if you are incorporated, if you are out discriminating against people and you just don't know about it, it doesn't matter. You've discriminated against people, and you can be taken to court. You need to do everything you can to protect yourself. And one of the best ways is to be aware of the new laws. There was a lady in Oregon that I talked to that she says failing to keep up with fair housing laws, for one thing, can lead to big fines. And in other instances, she remembers when an applicant was asked by a homeowner about a service animal living in the unit. And the landlord said, of course, he could not take pets. And he just hung up on the person. Well, that applicant... Filed a complaint and the landlord was investigated and was strapped with a $16,000 fine just for considering, for refusing to consider an assistance animal living with that potential home renter. You've got to know your individual state's laws, and they vary from state to state. Some are really easy to keep up with, some are really tough. But you have to be on top of your game. Visit rsar.net. That's for the local Reno Association of Realtors. And that will help you get started on keeping up with the changes as uh, they pertain to the laws in our state and in other states when you're a landlord. Make sure that you're on top of your game. Protect your assets. Protect your family. Protect your world. So, Many people have made this move because, well, they found that the timing was right to move on to find a new property and become a land owner as an investment owner. Uh, Your old place where you lived, it's now your rental property. Now you move on to your primary residence. Well, people are able to do that because they had much equity in that first property that they bought. Look, somebody might have bought a home, a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home back in somewhere around – Oh, let's say 2012. That's 11 years ago. The median home price at that time in Reno Sparks, Nevada, was $150,000. That was for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. Well, I was looking at the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and the Sierra Nevada Realtors, and for January of 2023, we're looking back one month, the median sales price in northern Nevada was not $150,000. It was $520,000. Yeah, $520,000. The value of a home, the price of a home in northern Nevada for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage has more than tripled in just a little bit more than 11 years. That is unbelievable, and it's really unprecedented to see a value grow so fast of a primary residence. Now, people say, well, that'll never happen again. Well, that may be the case. But the other thing is, it might. So when people are talking about buying homes, becoming investors, uh, wanting to buy a, a new home, these are the reasons. Prices are going up so fast, many people think they better make the move while they can, while they're young enough. And while they have access to money or a job or good credit, whatever it takes, make the move while you can. I think it's a great way to look at the real estate market. Because for the most part, the prices and the values of homes continue to go up. It's kinda of like looking at the stock market over the course of the last fifty years. It only goes really in one general direction, up. But sometimes, for a short window, it might go down for a while. It might uh go sideways for a little bit, but It just keeps going up and up. In fact, the average over the course of the last 25 to 30 years is an average increase in value of approximately 3 to 5% per year. Now, if that was truly the case, and it was always like that, over the course of the last 11 years or so, we would be up 55%. But no, we're up over 300%. That's not going to continue. It's always going to be different. But I can tell you, from everything I see... Being a homeowner is a good thing. It's a good way to build equity. It's a good way to build stability in your life. And your family, I guarantee you, is always happy, happier when you're a homeowner as opposed to a renter. You don't have somebody looking over your shoulder all the time about everything you want to do. So let's say that you are able to put a down payment on buying a home now, even though the price median price might be $520,000. The minimum down for an FHA mortgage is somewhere about three and a half to four percent. If you're looking at that level there, you probably need anywhere from fifteen to twenty thousand dollars down to get a median sales priced home. Now you can shop for lower priced homes. I know there's homes in northern Nevada sale priced in the areas of four hundred, four hundred and fifty. Heard of a deal that closed recently at three hundred, and even condominiums are a good way to look at to get started, you can look at the condominium somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in northern Nevada, but still, you have to know where all the markers are at a median sales price of five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. There are not as many people looking for homes this year as there were last year. Now, the price has gone down in one year of uh from five hundred and twenty now that we're at five twenty it's gone down by seven percent over the course of one year. And the number of closed sales in a month, most recently, was 259 closed sales. Uh, A year ago, in January of 2022, that number was over 40% higher. And I remember when homes were on the market just for a few days because the demand was so high, people wanted to take advantage of the low interest rates. Heck, many times a home would go on the market and just a couple of days later, there was an offer and somebody had signed a contract. The average a year ago was close to seven days on the market, and then the home was snatched up. Well, today it's a little bit different. The market is saying 56 days on the market on average before a home goes into contract. Good news for buyers because you can take your time making your decisions. You don't have to feel like there's a gun to your head to buy a home. Otherwise, the next guy behind you will buy it instead. No, you can actually think about it, compare homes, compare prices, compare financing. It's really a good thing. Now, the challenge, of course, is that interest rates are higher than they were last year. We were at about 3% in January of 2022 for the typical mortgage rate across the country. Now it's over 6%. Not only are you paying a higher interest payment each month, well, You're paying a lot more total each month for your home. That's why it's been tougher for many people to get into the home purchasing market. Well, you have to have a lot of ducks in a row. You have to have cash. You have to have your good credit, and you have to have good income to purchase a home. You really have to have a lot of good knowledge about what you can afford and what is available where. You see, some people say, well, I'm I'm totally priced out of the market at five twenty. There's no way I could go over 400000 so I guess I'll just be a renter forever. I tell them, no, no, you have other options. First of all, there are homes that are priced in the local area under $400,000. They may not be the home that you would expect. However, it's a home that will allow you to get started. And second of all, you can always look at a condominium. Condominiums are a great way to start home ownership, and the price... To get into a condominium is much less. Of course, they're typically smaller. There really is no yard, so to speak. And there are homeowners association dues, but the price point is so much less to get started. That's how many of today's real estate investors got started. Their first home was a condominium. Now, the next thing is this. The median sales price I'm talking about, $520,000, is for the Reno Sparks area, the metropolitan area. There's a little community just about a half hour east of Reno and Sparks, Fernley, Nevada. Homes are there for sale just like they are here in Reno, but the homes in the Fernley area are approximately $140,000 less. Imagine the same home, it's just in a different part of northern Nevada. It's only about half an hour away from Reno and you save $140,000 if you decide to buy there as opposed to buy in Reno. Well, Many people say, well, Peter, I don't want to live in Fernley. I I, I work in Reno or Sparks. And if I did that, I'd have to drive, oh, for 20 or 25 minutes. And then there's the cost of gas. True enough. And I accept all that feedback. But my daughter's a math student, and she always says the same thing. Do the math. Figure out how much money you'll have to spend for gas. Figure out how much time you'll be on the road. And ask yourself, is it worth it? to make that change in my life so that I can buy a home and get started to be a homeowner and maybe even become a real estate investor. Keep in mind, too, people typically live in their homes for somewhere around three, five, maybe seven years on average, and then they decide to move for a variety of reasons. So no matter where you buy a home, don't feel like that's your home forever. You're just taking care of that home while you live there and enjoy it. 259 closed sales last month, 56 days on the market. The next thing I want to talk about is how much was received by the sellers. You see, back in the peak of last year, in May of 2022, home sellers were getting more than 100% of what they asked for when they were selling their home because buyers were offering more just to have a start to be the owner. Well, now instead of over 100% of list price received, it's at 97.4%. So sellers are making concessions. Sellers are offering to help with closing costs. Sellers are reducing the price slightly. Sellers are helping with closing costs. Some sellers are even helping buy a point from the mortgage lender you use so that you can get a lower rate and that results in a lower monthly payment. It is a great time to be looking for homes. There's always going to be obstacles. But right now, with all these opportunities and with the big supply of homes, we're up to three months' supply of inventory. It could be the best way and the best time to get started as a homeowner. Primary residence or investment property. Of course, I always encourage you to work with a licensed mortgage professional if you're looking for financing and a licensed real estate professional. You can get a lot of great contacts by visiting the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors website, rsar.net. I hope we've offered some insight for you that will help you in your goal of becoming a real estate investor or even a new homeowner. If we can help you, We're always available to visit with you anytime, free of cost. Telephone number 775-786-5515 or send an email to peter at sageintl.com and we will look forward to helping you accomplish your real estate goals. Please, ladies and gentlemen, tell your friends and family we're on the air again next week. Same time, same station, and maybe we can help them Make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. We'll talk again next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody.
0: You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Nevada real